<laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Two bad friends, worst critics, where we talk about anything from movies, TV, technology, music, whatever else we want to talk about. Technology now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about anything, okay? We can Your talk mom. About it's a free country. All right, that's, a, sort of. that's a 2004 movie joke. Uh, <laughs> that was take great. That what you will. Very, very, it's really on theme. Yeah. Uh, very topical for this episode. <laughs> I'm Noah Davis, joined by John Cena and Lane Gay. <laughs> and this is the special right. 2004 comedy edition of Bad Friends Worst Critics. Yeah, we would probably get cancelled if we... Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we would get cancelled if we said some of the shit they said. <laughs> Getting cancelled. Okay, we're gonna start off with the news like always. Uh, we're gonna start off with some music news. First off, the most important news of the week, Soldier Boy is releasing another knockoff video game console. Um, another? I forgot mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah, he, he released one three or four Soldier years Cube. ago. I think it was the Soldier Station. Uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Apparently it was a Chinese knockoff of a console that just like ran Android games. I'm not even sure if anyone got hold of any copies of it. Uh, but this time he's serious and he's He's gonna release the new Soldier Station. You know? How does a person? How does a person just wake up and think I can compete? I can compete with Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo. Well, it could be the other way around. It could be a company. <clears throat> Soldier. You know? It was called the Soldier Game Console and the Soldier Game Handheld, but they were pulled oh. from sale, so they never actually went to market. Okay, well, well, now they're serious. Now he's serious. Now we're getting an actual. Okay. We'll see. Awesome. <laughs> Some actual music and also, news. you have to use his full name, Soldier Boy. Tell him. Thank Soldier you. Boy. Yeah. I don't think I have to. I don't have to. People know the word Soldier Boy means Soldier Boy. Okay. That's true. Uh, in other, you know, darker news, I don't think we we usually don't cover deaths, but rest in peace, Daft Punk. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. They are split up. Uh, it's been eight years since their last album, so <laughs> I saw I saw I saw I saw a tweet about it, and it was like, it like it, it's like this is the energy that I want to have, where it's like Daft Punk hasn't done their job for over like eight years, and then one day they're just like, oh, but yeah, we're done, we we're, we retire. It's like I want to not do my job for a bunch of years, and then one day just retire from the job I wasn't doing, <laughs> anyways. That's a, that's another 2004 movie reference where you can just call on your crazy new oh, right. cell phone from a long distance and be like, oh, I don't know where the fucking Anderson file is. I handed it to Humphreys myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, if that's what you want to do, I guess. All right, all right, Daft Punk. Um, they released a video announcing <laughs> their retirement, and it's just a six-minute long video where they walked in the desert until one of them blew up. That's yeah. it. There's nothing to it, and that's how they announce retirement. That's a they weird. Yeah, go ahead. John raises his hand. Mr. 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 Announcer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do I care? You should. Well, I don't. I couldn't name a Daft Punk song. What? Oh, okay, that's a lie. That has to be name a lie. name one that's famous. Uh, better or harder, better, faster, stronger, or whatever the actual song's called. Any off of that's their song. Ram or yeah, because yeah. Kanye I, sampled it. I just know Kanye stronger. I just yeah. know Kanye's Kanye sampled it. Yeah. Uh... One more time. <laughs> you have to know. Oh, yeah. I know Get Lucky. I know Get Lucky. Discovery actually turned 20 today. Mm, like one of the best albums of all time. 
it's really good. It's Dylan, you make that face, but a lot of people would say that. And they made the That's because a lot of people like soundtrack. shitty music. There's a lot of people like Miley Cyrus. What are you talking about? You can't judge it by a lot of people. <laughs> uh, a lot of people like the, the meatloaf. That's okay. All right. <laughs> you have a point there. <clears throat> all right. I wasn't going to say that for Miley Cyrus, but. Tron yeah, Legacy? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even watch that. Well, I didn't watch it. it just looks really cool. It right. just sounds like Daft Punk and looks like Daft Punk, is what you're getting at? Yeah. yeah Electric yeah. Future shit? Yeah, or yeah. Interstellar 555. It's their anime. That was just one of their albums in anime form, and it was awesome. Okay, well, get over yourself. <laughs> I'm too cool to listen to that punk. That's too mainstream. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to some movie news. These and TV news. These are kind of... There's just so much news in a week. These are kind of unimportant, so I'm going to burn through these. J.J. Uh, Abrams can make a show called Subject to Change. It's going to be on HBO Max, and it's about a college student and a critical medical trial gone awry. So, yeah. So well, if you have any questions, I can, uh, I can answer. John? For sure. That's John? Yeah, John. Okay. How does that work? Imagine J.J. Abrams was <laughs> writing your med school experience. I don't think that would be anything like that, because this is about a college student. Um, and I'm not a college student. And it's about right. a medical trial, and I'm a student, right. and we don't do those. So, I have no idea. <laughs> That's the expert opinion right there? Yeah, that's the expert uh, opinion. <laughs> Unclear. Kind of sounds like J.J. Abrams doesn't know his shit. Yeah. He's mm. just making shit up as he goes. I mean, that's that's how people were... <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say, you literally insert any job yeah. making shit up as you go. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about it the other week. Uh, there was a Frogger show announced. It was maybe a month or two ago we talked about it. But it is now confirmed to be a Frogger game show. Frogger, the little frog that crosses the street, and you yeah, go up yeah, or down yeah. and dodge yeah, the cars. Yeah, yeah. I think we covered it in like December, but we weren't sure if it was a show or a game show or not. Um, confirmed game show. Game show. Confirmed game show where contestants play Frogger and with their real bodies in real traffic. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's just playing Frogger. Because that seems like that's like a bit on the new Jackass movie where they're gonna get into like one of those Ooh, hamster wheel cool. balls yeah, yeah. and they run across traffic and so some of them get hit by a car going like 35 miles an hour. That's how Knoxville just... broke his leg. <laughs> He's right. Doing stunt. Um, no, apparently you can send an audition tape to NBC Studios right now to be a part of the Frogger Game Show coming to Peacock. We might as well. Yeah, uh, they just want you to send like a two minute video in. Uh, describing, you know, your love for Frogger and everything 80s. Yeah. I would rather... Right what's that mobile game that's basically Frogger? And there's a bunch of different skins for your little avatar. Oh, it's like by the, the map, Flappy Bird. Tap. Yeah. It's like Flappy Bird. It's, I think, the same producer. It's Yeah, and it's the it's, same art style and everything. Um, Leapy Frog, I, I think just, is literally what it's called, or something like that. Leapy yeah, something. Leapy Frog, that's... It's literally like, re yeah, innovative. it's really close to, yeah, something like that. I would just show them my high score in that game. That would be my video. Okay, uh, yeah, Great Gatsby is getting an anime nice adaptation. Transition. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I guess this is because Great Gatsby is now public domain. I think that happened this year, last year. That sounds alright. Um, yeah, well, now we're getting an animated one. They showed one promo shot, so I don't know if that's the actual art style or not. So I can't say anything really. Just that it's happening. That it's happening. That yeah. it exists. <laughs> uh, they did. They didn't even announce like 
where it's going to be streaming or televised or a lot of hype around it. <clears throat> Edgar Wright is going to adapt Stephen King's The Running Man, which is a novel about a character in a game show and he runs around the world as people try and kill him. There was an old Schwarzenegger movie that loosely adapted the book, but now Edgar Wright is trying to make a more faithful adaptation. Um, as long as this takes up all his time so that he doesn't finish making Baby Driver 2. I was I'm about cool. to say, I was about <laughs> to say he's got a busy schedule because Baby Driver 2, he just announced that he was writing that. I literally so, hope that just doesn't happen because he's too involved in making this. Maybe it'll be new characters, you know, make you happy. It's called Baby Driver, who's about the baby-faced driver. Maybe it's the baby of the baby driver. <laughs> you know, it's a son. Yeah, and it's like yeah. the Vin Diesel uh, nanny movie. The pacifier? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's how that works. <clears throat> and, uh, Wait. John, I, I... Back to, it, it was called uh, Crossy Road. Crossy Road. <laughs> Yeah, that is a little bit more innovative than yeah. Froggy Leapy. Leapy Frog or something. Yeah. Frog. I was just thinking of the game Leap Frog, just jumping over your pals. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Okay, uh, John, Classic remember, kindergarten game. You remember having Movie Pass, correct? I was thinking about it just the other day because I still have my little Movie Pass credit card and how oh, fucking well, crazy of an idea it was. Well, that's good for you because Mark Wahlberg is producing a documentary about Movie Pass. How's that so good for we'll me? So we'll get to learn, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We'll learn all the ins and outs of why your why they failed, disappeared. I can tell day. you. I can tell you. Money. I can tell you the whole story. You ready? Yeah. A company yeah, had an idea. For an hour and a, half, a company had an idea that was rooted in giving the customers everything, mm. and as a result, they had no profitability in their forecast for like the first two years of their opening, and they weren't Amazon. Amazon has the infrastructure to not have profitability when they start doing big, wide-scale projects because they already have so much capital right. and so much infrastructure. If you're a new company, you need to have some kind of baseline investment level that you're not just going to fucking whittle away. And they didn't even whittle away. They took the fucking hunk of wood that they had just cut down, and they just threw it in a volcano. That's all they did. You remind me what the deal was that you got with MoviePass? Because I remember you like talking this shit up like it was insane. MoviePass? Was five ninety nine <clears throat> on the discounted one year rate, five ninety nine a month, and you could see at least one movie every day for free. <laughs> yeah. So a fifteen ish dollar value if you just went to like your normal movie theater and got a ticket. Sometimes like a thirty dollar if you had like the premium bundle, which was like nine ninety nine a month, which lets you see IMAX and other shit every day all you had to do was see one movie a month and it paid itself if you had the fucking 12 thing and if you saw like four movies a month you literally saw three movies free every month you might as well just live at the theaters just like go there after i did it was awesome for like six months i went to i saw probably every movie that came out for six months Including at my little indie theater, which also took my movie pass because movie pass literally just gave you a, a company credit card. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> but the thing is, they would just revoke any transaction that wasn't spent at a movie theater. That was the that was the catch, and it was like geolocated. It was actually a really cool idea, but each step cost them money, 
and no step made them money. And the bigger they got. And so, well, the, their, and their whole thought, the reason why there was profitability like two years projected was that uh, they would sell user data and their lobbying power against the theaters. So that the theaters would then have to partner with MoviePass to offer MoviePass exclusive things. Mm. That was the thing. So, so the MoviePass would have all the leverage. Yeah, and then Disney would have worked. Yes. And okay. well, but Disney doesn't even have to do it because Disney's smart and they just made a streaming platform. Right. Yeah. Sure. And they said, fuck movie theaters, we're just gonna put all our shit on our shit. And then Time Warner's like, fuck movie theaters, we'll just put all our shit on our shit. <laughs> <laughs> on our shit. And so MoviePass really kicked off a lot of that stuff. Mm. But in the end, it was never going to be successful because, again, it's America, and anytime you put the customers first, actually, you're dead. <laughs> True. So it was a great, great business. Nice little uh, fucking side project for whoever did it. But uh, well, if you want the hour and a half long version of that story, uh, Mark Wahlberg is going to bring it to us within the year. I think. Dude, like you know what movie I love that Mark Wahlberg's in? Shooter. Euro <laughs> That's <laughs> wait. That's my day. I know they're the same. They're the same. Oh, person. okay. <laughs> okay. I was. I was like. Did, did, I was like. Did I? I was like. Did I miss Mark Wahlberg in this movie? Um, <laughs> and I was like, no, he's yeah, talking about Matt Damon. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, now to some actual news, I guess. Train to Busan, a uh, Korean zombie movie that was actually pretty fucking insane. Rad, it's really is good. It's going to be rebooted for American audiences. Mm. Going to be less insane. When did Train to Busan come out? 2014 ish? 2016. Um, and it's, it's pretty low budget for how no, much it did. Yeah. Well, it's not that low. Oh no, it is. It is that low budget. I know. I was seeing the box office totals that said 100 mil, and I was like, "That's not that low budget." It was eight mil. It was insanely low budget. Because I was gonna say, I remember the CGI being super good for how low budget it was, and for like the year it came out. Like it was very select CGI. I mean, the zombies were mostly makeup, and then it was just when there was a horde of zombies, they were CG. But the horde was done like really well because they basically made it like. I'm trying to think of the best comparison. The best thing I can come up with is like Rick and Morty, a million ants, where you have like a million little things, and it doesn't matter whether they're a million or not, but if they all move as like one amorphous thing, it doesn't matter that you make out individual details of an individual because they they move like a collective, or like a swarm of bees. Did you ever see World War Z? I did, yeah. But World War Z, I thought the CGI was shit. It was a little too much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they went over the top. Okay, well, uh, I they guess... went full CGI, and you never go full CGI. Yeah, I doubt it'll be called Train to Busan. Uh, right, because that's Train to Boston, maybe <laughs> Train to you know something. Boston, uh, that's it. I mean, it's Boston, be train to Boston. The, you know, it does have to be a train. I think that's do we have trains? I don't even know that we have trains. I think we have trains somewhere. <laughs> we do. We do. We do have. We do have commuter trains, but no one uses them. It's sad. Well, when the zombie apocalypse happens, everybody's gonna be using trains. Okay. Yeah. Right. Is it going to be useless? It'll be the bus, the Steam bus engine. to Boston. Steam engine, the fucking what are those called? What are those cars? The first cars that were steam engine? It doesn't matter. The Model T. Um, nah, Model T was gas. Uh, <laughs> that was just the first assembly line, right? It doesn't hey, matter. Wayne, Who cares? Wayne, I know the other day you said uh, DC Comics should do the first 
uh, Latino-led superhero movie. I did say that. Thank you for yeah, remembering. You did say that. I, I did I, say. I'm thinking correctly. Yeah. Well, they have announced that the Blue Beetle movie is an officially in production uh, from director Anno Manuel Soto. Um, he did an HBO Max movie called Charm City Kings. I'm not yeah. very familiar yeah. with it, other than the fact that Blue Beetle is finally getting a movie. Uh, not a very well-known DC character, for sure. What's the uh, superpower? What is like? Oh, I, oh, he's got a blue beetle sidekick that does all his work. Yeah, he's got an alien beetle program that like implants itself <clears> into <throat> him. It can get beetle armor, lasers, ah, eyes. Cool. You know, so all the works. The kind of green beetle themed. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds more like like Ant Man or something where he's using like some kind of extrinsic force to turn into a bug like thing. Oh, or bug like powers. Just, he's just getting armor though. He's not like changing anything. I know. No. I know. Because I'm not saying he is Ant Man. I'm saying like Ant Man, he's using something else to give him bug like features. But those aren't bug like. Hunter said That's he. Just metal. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter is listening and he said he rolls dung. Nice. Yeah, that's just, you know, I guess I guess we needed a Latino superhero movie someday. So this is it. It's coming out next year, apparently. Okay, and a f- we had the, what was it called? The COVID special? The South Park COVID special back mm-hmm. in October? Like mm-hmm. uh, Integrity. South Park, South Park Studios has announced we're getting the South Park Hue vaccination special. Uh, it'll like be you? back on... It'll be tackling QAnon and anti-vaxxers. Awesome. Can't wait. It's coming out in March. Oh, I can Uh, wait. Those suck. I mean, the last one sucked. This one suck. The one wasn't great, but more South Park's always good, okay? More South Park's never bad. It's always topical. I always laugh. Doesn't make it good. I laughed at Eurotrip. I don't know if I laughed once. I laughed, what? I laughed. I, laughed. Oh I, laughed. I don't know if I well, laughed. I can't wait to hear what the one time is. God damn, dude. Are you serious, Lane? Okay. I mean, maybe it's because I watched it like seven hours ago <laughs> and I was like kind of tired. I was pissed, drunk, and tired. But like, right. yeah, I mean, I, dude, I, no, no, dude, no, no, I have a, I have a soft spot for. Okay, all right. Let's Shitty movies. Let's keep the train to Busan rolling. All right. Yeah, yeah. So Paramount has Boston. announced <laughs> Paramount <laughs> has announced a whole mess of things because they're trying to build hype for Paramount Plus, of course. Uh, I'm just gonna burn through it. You can stop me whenever you want. We are stop. getting a nice. We are getting a Rugrats <laughs> 3D CG reboot, including the original cast. Um, Criminal Minds, which was previously canceled this year. Is being Thank rebooted God. for Paramount Plus with the original showrunner. <laughs> I'm back in. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Uh, Avatar Studios mm. is going to be a new studio that's founded by Michael DiMartino, the creator of Avatar The Last Airbender. They're creating a movie and a new show based around Avatar properties. We are finally getting the Halo TV show, which was going to be a Showtime TV show. I believe it's Showtime. But that is now being pivoted towards Paramount Plus exclusively. Paramount movies are going to release on Paramount Plus 45 days after release, which... Uh, a little slow, but I'm, that's what I... I guess that's better, but it's it's not the Warner Bros. approach, okay? I think the HBO Max Warner Bros. approach is kind of 
top tier. So but, yeah. when you say when you say best and or better, you're referring to from the consumer's perspective. Oh yeah. Okay, because I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, because you're usually it's on the. For me, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say you're usually on like the opposite side of the movie theaters are dying. Oh, are you right? right, 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 right. And I'm no, like, is, these are just causing movie yeah. theaters. <laughs> Whereas this is like. A little bit better for the movie theaters relative to the HBO Max. You know, I'm past that. Worse. Movie theaters are already dead. I'm past yeah, it. Yeah, they're dead. Good. Now I'm on the positive side of everything because they're already dead. Right. Um, okay, we're getting a Beavis and Butthead movie with cool. Mike Judge producing and original production crew. We're getting cool. a Workaholics movie mm, with not the cool. original cast and crew. How old are they now? Old. Like 40? Too old. Yeah. 69. Um, did you see their Netflix movie, original movie? The heist one or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. I didn't, one. I didn't, but. Real bad, not funny. Okay. Real okay. bad, not <laughs> funny. I, I was kind of, yeah. I didn't want their image to be ruined for me, so I didn't it's watch it. a little funnier, a little funnier than you, Richard. Because um, <laughs> you paranormal, laughed. <laughs> that new Paranormal Activity movie we talked about last week or two weeks ago. It's now being Paramount Plus instead of movies, or instead mm-hmm. of the theaters. We're getting a new Pet Cemetery movie. There was a reboot three years ago. Yeah, did no, mm-hmm. it's not three. Two years ago? It's like last year. Really? Mm. No, it's 2019. That feels like last year because this year still feels like 2020, but it's it two just, years. It does feel okay. Um, yeah, I didn't realize they were making a sequel, prequel, spinoff, whatever. Didn't think that was gonna happen. <clears throat> uh, and that one's not coming to theaters. Apparently, it was. And I think that's all for the Paramount Plus. Did you say that first thing? Which first thing? In that same bullet. Halo TV show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even hear you say that. And Rugrats, you said that too? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first oh, thing. how did I miss those? I said I was burning through it, dude. Stop well, it. We said Criminal Minds first, I thought. That's what no, I Rugrats was, was first. Rugrats. Oh, I only heard Criminal Minds. That's when my brain perked up, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about Rugrats or Halo? No, not oh, really. I, I thought Halo. I thought Halo. <laughs> we kind of talked about the show a little bit. I just didn't realize it was Paramount. Question mark. Well, it's CBS Viacom because there's a Showtime show. They own Showtime, so mm. I guess there's some internal puzzle kind of trade-off. I don't know how that works. And do we know any of the plot things for the Halo TV show? Uh, we know it does follow like Halo One storyline because Halo Cortana made it his. All the, all the mm. main Master players, Chief. yeah, <laughs> <Master> Chief, <laughs> uh, are going to be in it. And apparently, Cortana is going to be voiced by the original voice actress. It was going to be a new actress, but scheduling conflicts, yada yada. Now it's a regular Cortana. That's pretty cool. Oh no, not the regular <clears throat> one. Yeah, you know, uh, and that. I want that Scarlett sense. Johansson's her character to be. Ooh. that'd be pretty good. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Like, um, like same universe when she ascends out of the oh. operating system life and into Cortana. She just confines herself to another little thing mm-hmm. that's just a her device. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's the last piece of news. Cool. Paramount junk. Cool. Anyone want to start part two? Anyone do anything? I, you know, <clears> I did first. stuff. All right, fuck it. I'll start. Strong. I uh, did a decent amount, actually. I listened to, like, five different albums. Um, wow. Let me pull up my list, yeah. Yeah, I listened to three or four. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I did a lot wow. this week. <clears throat> so it started with, um, there was this, I saw this clip on Instagram of 
it's like a fundraiser music thing. I'm not really sure what it is called, like Tibet House. They do a concert every year that you like pay music to, like watch a live stream of. Um, Tibet House. Yeah, Tibet House. Um, and this year they had Phoebe Bridgers, who I've not really gotten into until this week. Um, she's like indie folk. All of her music is straight up just like sad music, and she acknowledges that, and that's kind of like her thing. But the real the real reason why this like this clip got me was because she did it with uh, she did one of her songs with Philip Glass, who is one of my favorite composers. Um, huge like minimalist. I, I hate saying that word with him because he doesn't like it, but huge minimalism composer. Um, so it was really cool to see that and her. And so I was like, all right, I have to like listen to her album. Uh, so I checked out Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Pretty good if you're like it. Only recommend if you're in the mood to listen to sad folk music. Um, otherwise don't check it out but it's really good if you're into that um what else i listened to the macy gray album that you talked about last week Noah. um that music's not my vibe but it was all really good it was like i didn't i mean like i didn't love it but it was like what do you think about uh sexomatic venus freak though that was interesting (laughs) it was pretty interesting yeah so that was a that was a fine one i checked out um we talked a little, or I talked a little bit at the end of last episode about this Phony People album, Yesterday's Tomorrow. Um, it's okay. I mean, there are like, yeah, it's like really funk and like kind of hip hop heavy, um, which is, it sounds cool. And there are like three songs on that album that are daily listeners for me now. One that has been a daily listener for a long time. Um, and I'd probably add two more to my like daily playlist. But the rest of the album is just not very good. It's just kind of random, eh, whatever. But if you wanted three really good songs recommended by them, you know, I could do that. Um, and then I listened to two other albums that I found through my boy Barty Strange that I've talked now for three weeks, I think, in a row about this guy. Because um, he dropped a Tiny Desk, and I sent it to you guys. But um, he talks in the Tiny Desk about this album called heaven to a tortured mind by eve's tumor it's whatever i mean it was yeah i was like i've never heard of this guy i don't know what it is um it was kind of you definitely can hear some like barty's like how where he got some inspiration it's a lot of like sometimes it's kind of hip-hop sometimes it's kind of more like chilled out it's i didn't really care for any of it um but, I mean, if you want to listen to something that you, I don't know, you just want to listen to something, go ahead and listen to that one. Um, and then the last thing I listened to was an album by another f- kind of like alternative indie band called The Antlers. Um, and I found them through, in his song Mustang, he has like two lines um, that he took directly from one of their songs. And they've had some like Twitter um conversation about it they were like cool thanks for shouting out our song or whatever and i was like oh that's interesting i'll check out that album um kind of gives me who's i thinking of like another like alternative band that we've listened to on the show like maybe vampire weekend yeah i don't know if it's like soft vampire weekend i i'm i'm lost maybe the 1975s like early stuff the antlers came way before any of the bands that we've listened to they're kind of older um but hospice 
Yeah, I think this album came out in like. Vampire Weekend? Uh, let's see. This album. 2006 is uprooted? 2009 is when this album came out. So maybe around the same time. I don't know when Vampire Weekend started. Earlier than 2009. Well, I don't know. I didn't. First I don't know if this is their crowd. Yeah. yeah, first album's early. So. so I guess Antlers first. Yep. Nice. Uh, 2000. Yeah, 2006 was their first album. But yeah, I listened to Ooh. Hospice, their 2009 album. Um, it was pretty good. I. Yeah, I could listen to it again probably. But um, that's all I listened to. And as far as what I watched, um, uh, sorry. I uh, had a smoothie this morning. And <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'll I'll mute it. Um, no, no, that's the 2004 comedy edition. Yeah, yeah nice, yeah. nice. I'm just playing the nice part. part. Um, yeah, someone else can do that. Um, what did I watch? Tenet, the newest Christopher Nolan movie. I don't know if we've uh, talked about that. Um, I didn't hate it. I haven't watched it. Go for it. I didn't hate it. It was like that movie probably needs like a like a handbook that you should be reading at the same time that you're <laughs> to like understand what's kind of happening he went really overboard i think on like like yeah let's make a movie about shit that people aren't gonna understand and there are some like glaring plot holes with how they do the time travel it's like it's what We've talked about it a million times. No, I haven't seen it. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, because I always say that Primer's better, right? Primer's... Like, I don't know. I haven't seen Primer. Better That's... is a strong word. Movies that deal with time travel and confuse you, it's probably better at confusing you. Okay. Primer is an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You, the first you watch time, it... Like, I don't know. The first time you watch it, you're like, wow, that's a really low-budget movie that really captivated me because I still don't know what's going on. Hmm. But I want to know. And it's then you the watch it, like, like four oh, shit, more times. Yeah. And around three, you start to figure out what's happening, and it's the fourth view where everything makes sense after you read the wiki page. Yeah, and you're just watching <laughs> the movie at that point. You're just like, oh, yeah, this happens. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's my problem with Tenet is that, like, I, I watched it, and then I tried to read a synopsis, and the synopsis was really bad on it. So it, like, didn't help. And I think that no matter how many times, I, if I watch it two or three more times, it's it's just not going to make any more sense. How long is Tenet? Two and a half hours. Right. Okay. Pretty long. See, Primer is an hour and a half if yeah that, if they keep they it do. normal movie length it is so easy I, I think that may be a key because the more i hear about tenet the more two and a half hours of time travel doesn't sound fun to me but i mean i'll probably watch it it's yeah um i i mean i'll recommend it because i love christopher nolan and i would watch it again because again i love christopher nolan um and you know i'm a really big fan i don't know if how many times we talked about his movies but his like the i don't know if it's so much the script but the conversations how like leading up to so it's like they did it in like the dark knight movies where it's like all right so this is the plan and now you see like just like really quick like snippets of like we're talking and like oh so this is our part and then it's like just next thing and it's like really fast like conversations like i hate movie i i mean i don't hate it but i like his style i guess of how like dialogue happens in movies 
it's really quick. It's like just kind of like it's a kinda, team assembly montage of a heist movie. Style. Kind, kind of, but it's seen, like. Have you heard of Guy Ritchie? No, <laughs> never heard of him. I mean, just watch some Snatch and some Ocean, or that's Soderbergh. Yeah, watch some Ocean. It's the same. Just watch a heist. Oh movie. yes, I've I, yeah, I but I mean like I I've I've seen heist movies, but I think that. I don't know something about Christopher Nolan. It's in the same. Vein. It's in the same. Yes, he, correct. He does it not in a heist movie. Yeah, yeah, and so I like I like how he kind of handles that. Oh, it's pretty good. That's the same thing that I really you, like you about. The, watch uh, what is it the the World War Two one. Oh yeah, I, I still need to watch that. It's fucking dog shit. Um, you don't like war movies. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> every time. It's just not good. You either don't way. need to do this. Um, so it's the same kind of thing I like about uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel and the writer for that because mm-hmm. um, she also does Gilmore Girls which I didn't really watch or like a ton of but I have watched it um, and she's known for like dialogue is usually like witty and full of uh, what's the word like topical references of whatever time period the story's taking place in um you know, just like a lot of pop culture things. Um, and so for Marvel's Miss Maisel, it's like a lot of 50s and 60s topical references that she makes like seem witty and funny, even for people you know <clears throat> who are not in the fucking 1960s. Right. And then uh, it's just really fast. So the wittiness comes off like all the characters who are capable of wit have that same like trait. And every character who's dumb really like cannot keep up with any of the good characters. So... I don't know. It make it makes scenes like that re- really interesting. That's or, interesting. In the case of a comedy, really funny. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you saying that makes me want to watch that show a little I bit more. And uh, the Fargo TV show in the same vein. Yeah, I haven't seen Fargo either. It feels it feels similar to a play and how the mm-hmm. conversations just are kind of like boom bop, boom bop. You know. Yeah. Have yeah. That, uh, I just really rhythm to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Watch Fargo, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Um, and the the last thing I'll probably say about Tenet is um, the acting is really good. I mean, I That's good. can't remember the last movie I saw Robert Pattinson in, and he I thought he killed it in this. And the oh, main yeah. character who plays That's protagonist Robert Pattinson and the fucking Duke, the Green Goblin, the dad from the Tobey Maguire movies. What's William his name? Defoe. Yeah, William Dafoe, black and white. They live in a white house, kind yeah, of psychological last, thriller. Hmm. The Lighthouse. I think that's the film. The Lighthouse. Okay. I haven't seen that. Was it good? Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, The Lighthouse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but what, what were you talking about? I said, me? Blaine? I said, I can't remember <laughs> the last thing. No, no, no. I said, I can't remember the last thing I saw him in. What that were was you less... saying that you did see him in? I didn't say anything after that. <laughs> I said, I can't remember what I saw him in last, period. And that was it. Yeah. Okay, I thought Lane and, said he watched yeah. The Lighthouse, and I was like, oh, that's the William Dafoe movie. Oh, no, no I didn't say that. <laughs> I was like, okay. what the fuck do you mean you don't know what you just <laughs> was, was it? Was it good? Is The Lighthouse good? Uh, you have to be in the mood for it. Okay. It's slow burn as fuck. <laughs> to the point it kind of makes you feel crazy by the end. Okay. That's well, kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'll check it out. Um, oh, and then. Four by three, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, that's cool. Whatever. Well, you know, it's like it's Yeah, people. Yeah, I know people who think that the aspect ratios like need to match the fucking cameras that they use. Like, just fucking make it fit my screen, and I'll be happy. <laughs> 
because it doesn't have any sort of filter. It's just A to B, black and white. So why why would I want to see less? Like it just uh, I don't even want to talk about it. It's just so annoying. Like it's something like when people add random fucking music theory behind their music. And so instead of making good music, what they did was something really cerebral. Only for the sake of it being cerebral. And now I see that Lane is cringing because he thinks that that's what fucking Jacob Collier does, or Collier, or whatever the fuck. But he makes good music and is cerebral. And then I allow it. Like Christopher Nolan, if he only shoots on film because he's like, film's a superior media, and you're like, well, okay, like, sure, you make good movies, I'll allow it to all be on film. That's fine. But if you're like... Well, I only use the solar filters on top of this fucking 4x3 lens, and I can only film from a superior view because an elevated camera is what Hitchcock used. And you're like, shut the fuck up, oh, who cares? I love so, how you're gatekeeping artsy I am gatekeeping artsy. I'm gatekeeping amazing. anyone who's pretentious. Pretentious people don't deserve to be pretentious. pretentiousness. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get to be pretentious. <laughs> no, following no. following the rules of music theory doesn't make you pretentious okay no but no no I, 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 <laughs> I said i said following random like stuff only people who have really 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 studied music theory and like really complex fucking like chord progressions or like random like scale changes or shit like just when you do really random music theory innovation just for its sake but the music isn't good you've just wasted everyone's time like that just put that shit in a textbook and move on like don't release that for the public's consumption i don't no one needs to see that you've ruined your own name and i hate you that's all i'm saying i think <laughs> people my, can that's okay that's fine opinion. that's fine oh, whatever i can't even remember what we're talking about oh the, the actors acting. yeah the acting is really good robert pattinson is really good and the guy who plays the protagonist sean david washington um, really i didn't know that yeah because i don't what? know what thing are we talking about with robert pattinson i just intend it bro <laughs> he's intended I, that's what oh. i didn't realize are you <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> yeah 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 he's intended he's intended he's really good because I knew that uh, Washington's son was in it, but I didn't realize Robert Pattinson's in it. Who's Robert Pattinson? I'm trying Pattinson to make play? the conversation as confusing as Tenet, okay? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's the protagonist, like, number two. See, what you should do is you should edit in footage of the news being done now, so it's like we're time traveling. Ah, uh, right. Can we also learn how to speak in reverse? They did that in the movie. They really? Yeah, they speak in reverse and like. Okay, I need to see this. Again. It's it's uh, so like it's it's cool it it's it's cool because they have these like the the antagonist has a machine and every time there's a machine there's like a two way mirror and one side is like blue and one side is red I, like in one uh, instance mm, and you okay. see you can see him on both sides and like you hear first like him talking forward. And then he's also talking in reverse in the like in the past. It's really fun. It's like a mind fuck. It's kind of yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely. I would recommend anyone watch it, and then if you know, watch it once, and then if you, I will watch it again for sure. If you are that invested in it, watch it again. Um, I think everyone should watch it once at least, though, because Christopher Nolan is the goat. Uh, but anyways, John David Washington's insane. I can't wait to see him do more stuff because I don't think you he's done all. I'll, I'll give him like. You haven't even seen all their work. I really I'll think give him. Gonna 
solidify Wayne's goat stance. I like war movies, so I, I yeah. totally agree. <laughs> war movies are totally you know, fine. It's not really your typical. Not even a war movie. That's not it's your fine. typical war movie. That's fine. I'm sure I will enjoy it. Um, and then after Tenet, I was like, eh, you know what? I really want to watch Interstellar again. So I watched Interstellar. Um, cried like four times like I always do. <laughs> that's like the best movie ever made. Um, and I think that's sprinkled in the daily fix of Chopped and uh, Scrubs now. This, it's Scrubs season right now. And uh, I think that's probably all I did this week. I will, as we tend to do, interrupt someone abruptly if I remember something else that I did. So there you go. Uh, let's go to Noah. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, I guess I'll start off with the music first. Um, yeah, I listened to an EP, I don't think it's an album, EP called Tommy Gun by a guy named Tommy Newport. Uh, it's very, that genre I've been trying to define for the last few months, that indie, I don't know what to call it, just like there's a, you know, there's a MIDI beat machine or whatever, you know, it's kind of psychedelic, kind of poppy, there's got to be words for it, um. Yeah, uh, it's got some two good songs. Uh, Movie Scene and L'Amour are actually really good. The rest are kind of mediocre. It's not my favorite. Not my favorite trippy indie EP that I've listened to this year, even. <laughs> um, okay. And then I listened to Sticky Thumb by Heather, who most of his listeners are from Istanbul. And... Yeah, I was just looking on his about page. I don't know where he's from. Uh, I would just assume. <clears throat> wait, wait, what did you say the group was called? Heather, without the A. Like, A-T, like, Tether with an H. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very just trip, trippy indie, alt indie. Uh, not my favorite album. Almost too trippy for its own good. Because there are just songs where it doesn't feel like music for half the song. It's just sounds and trippy vibes and all that, you know, psychedelic. It always blows my mind when I look up some, like, new artist, new-to-me artist, and I see, like, I've never heard of this band, but I see they have over 500,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. It's like, damn, where have I been? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Spotify artists, you know? A lot, yeah. of, a lot of music. A lot of music. And then, finally, for music, I listened to uh, Mayo Morta. That one group. Oh, yeah. Nice, me too, me yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, that one album that the dude suggested too? Yeah. No, I or did not. What person? was the album he suggested? They suggested. Uh, hold on, I have it here. The uh, No Fim Era of Frio. I did not listen to that one. In the <laughs> end, it will be cold. No, uh, I, listened to Prima, I listened to Primavera de Destrocos. I don't know how Destrocos is pronounced because it has a C with the... Uh, that would be an S sound. Destrosos? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very... Almost Rammstein. It's got, like, sort of industrial elements. Very alternative. Um, I couldn't put my finger on it because some songs were definitely industrial, such as Rammstein. Uh, let me just repeat myself. And then Apparently some songs this is are kind of... Wreck Spring? Destruction Spring? Rough Translation Spring? 
don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, but then some songs were almost Leonard Cohen in a way. Uh, there's just definitely a lot of different vibes, and his voice is awesome. The singer's voice is probably the best part, really. Um, it's just got a presence to it. I also I listened to another album, but I just totally forgot to. Is there one before this one? It was just a lot more grunge, kind of industrial, more grunge, more hardcore sounding. But no, I did not get to listen to the one he suggested. I just put Name of Morrison and went to Spotify because they've been putting out albums for the last 20 years or so. Yeah, a lot of music. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of music there. Okay, so on the movies and TV, did you guys ever see previews for a movie called Gemini Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Smith and his son. Yep. Play uh, the same son. character. Or no, it's Will Smith plays the same dude once. Will Smith plays yeah. the same dude, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Will Smith plays a hitman who wants to retire, and then they send a clone the of him or some clone shit. of him to kill him. That's the whole plot. And, and so then he can't retire, basically. It's really weird. Ang Lee can direct movies such as Brokeback Mountain, and then he And also direct... Avatar The Last Airbender. Right? Didn't he do that one? No, that was Shyamalan. That was Shyamalan. Oh, that was Shyamalan Free the Worst. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. But then Ang Lee can also do The Hulk 2003 and movies such as Gemini Man. Um, <clears throat> this movie where you Oh, he did deals... Life of Pi. I was like, what movie oh. came out around the same yeah. yeah, Okay, the man can do Life of Pi and then he can do Gemini Man. Life of Pi is uh, one of my favorite movies. No cap. So he can, he's definitely on both ends of the directorial spectrum. Uh, this movie just, it's really hard to describe. Elaine, I think you would get this if you watched this movie. It feels like a Call of Duty movie. The things they do, and some of the shots, and a lot of the set pieces, just feel like Call of Duty. They straight okay. up do first person on his iron sights, and there's thermal vision. There's okay. just a lot of cool shooter things. <clears throat> And instead of giving you this cool tactical espionage story that they could have done, mm -hmm. they said, what if those stupid clones? And... Yeah, clones with no most, purpose. <laughs> it's the most simplistic plot in the world, yet they have to describe it to you at least eight times. I'm telling you, they go over the fact that he's been cloned more than eight times with every single mm -hmm. character. It's, oh, yeah, he's been cloned. And instead of, you know, people being... Low overkill. Okay, yeah. Nothing of it. They literally uh, describe how he what's was. What's a clone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they say, "Oh, you have the same DNA, so there's just no <clears> other <throat> way." It's not your son. Oh, really bad. Really bad. Okay. Uh, but it did. <clears throat> it did start Clive Owen. And that is going to be a segue into the show The Nick, which I watched. I watched season two of because I remembered season one pretty well. Um, there is nothing like that show, and they can fuck themselves for canceling it, because that's an amazing show. I'd recommend that show to anybody. It's... Old school doctors? I, like early 1900s doctors? That, yeah, 1899. I think the first season takes place in 1899. Um, the soundtrack is super modern and techno. And at first, it's kind of weird, but it definitely just starts fitting with the atmosphere and the theme of the show. Uh, the more and more you listen to it, almost Nine Inch Nails in a weird way, uh, like Reznor, Trent Reznor scores or whatever. Um, the realism and the surgeries are so good. 
so good. But it's it's crazy. They do a lot of surgeries. It. Yeah, they do. They do a surgery probably every episode. No, man. Um, You've been to a lot of surgeries to know the realism of the operating theater. Oh yeah. I was just meaning. You know, I was just meaning. <laughs> I mean, I've been in a. They few. really grasp that like <clears> old school portrait. You know. Like portrait where there's like a million dudes and there's a balcony and everyone just kind of watching and. Yeah, literally, they have people just like writing down or being like, Ooh, old old men, old white men, just watching it all. Uh, Everyone's like oops. in all white and the fucking like nurses have their big hats and shit, just like all the paintings. Yeah, <laughs> but nice. picture this: what if House was actually a good show? You know, it is. And, no, and not just. I kind of like House. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, no, okay, no, I know what you mean. Like it's like. There's, there's a formula and yeah. it's not gotta cable be, network it's gotta, monster yep. of the week but it happens yeah. to be in a hospital right right okay. that's what house is and then it gives you one good episode every season maybe <laughs> that's what house is okay there's like, there's like four good episodes a season oh okay you go back and watch those later seasons you come back i've watched them. all of them repeatedly oh, okay. all right. i watched all right. them all well, again last year <laughs> imagine if house was actually good same with a like, doctor with a drug problem pretty much shot for shot some of the plot lines but uh, I would definitely that's every like watching it. Show. What uh, what did you did you say what this was streaming on? Oh, it just got it to HBO Max because HBO Max. it's a Cinemax property, okay. and I guess they're finally folding Cinemax. Took them long enough to do that, uh, so they just added that and a show called Banshee that I've been meaning to watch. Hmm. Uh, and it's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Okay, I did Oceans, all that you know, Soderbergh, yeah. Logan Lucky, right. And that's all I did for this week. Cool. Let's move on to our final boy, John. Boy. Um. So, let's see. Where should I start here? Let's start with music. Um. So as I mentioned before, uh, been hella busy, but I listen to a lot more music than I did watch things. Um. Actually, I'll start with watch things. Uh, I basically really only watched, as far as I can recall, the Hero Trip and just a bunch of chopped to go to sleep um so i think i might have been fucking i i I don't remember his name i like the guy that he's danish dude the danish dude or maybe he's like it's like northern scandinavian denmark maybe but fucking could be sweden could be Kind of a joke answer, though. I can't remember. I, I really like Aaron Sanchez a little bit. Aaron's <clears throat> kind of, yeah, he's kind of cool. I really hate the bald dude. I'm so over him. Whatever his fucking name is. Oh, and but. I like Jeffrey Zakarian. I like Jeffrey. Like my my dream team is Jeffrey Zakarian, uh, the dude who I can't think of the name of. He's like black and Scandinavian. How can we not? Remember oh, yeah, Scandinavian. That's yeah. Okay, I don't know if that's what he is or not, but. Uh, and then around Sanchez. Oh, Marcus uh, Samuelson. Yeah, he's Swedish. Okay. Wait, can I ask you a question about Chopped? Do you... I absolutely fucking hate Ted Allen overstepping his fucking role. He's like, he should just be the host. And then he like, when they're all like talking like, oh, this ingredient is native to blah, blah, blah. And they're like talking like history. And Ted's like... I think this would be, it's like, hold up, Ted. You're not the judge. We'll talk about how we want this to be prepared. I just, I, I hate when Ted, like, interjects. I like it. it bothers me. 
be fair, that's probably a card he's reading from, and the production crew wrote it for him or something. Yeah, definitely. No, I, so. I think. No, I think. Uh, it is Ted Allen because he does like Iron Chef and he does a bunch of other things. Like, I'm pretty sure he like, even if he doesn't know know his shit, he's the guy who does the research for all the little trivia dumb shit he wants to spout out. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of person he strikes me as. Yeah, I think I think he has cookbooks. Yeah. So like, he definitely knows what he's talking about. I don't know. Anyways. But my problem is that the show has a host at all. That's, it's like it's that's like fair. someone explaining something that doesn't need explained. Mm-hmm. Like half the time they go, "Here's this interesting new root vegetable that you probably have never heard of," and I'm like, "Well, I've watched 20 seasons of Chopped. I actually do know what that is, <laughs> you know." And, I, and I've watched a lot of Iron Chef. It's just like I just happen to know some of these foods, and so they go into like this tangent for you know 30 to 60 seconds about you know the intricacies of whatever fucking dumb little thing they brought over from India, and Ted Allen's like, yeah, actually, did you know that this was grown for, you know... Not this purpose. Right. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, peasants used to eat these back in the medieval times, and now we've kind of elevated it to this, you know, high art cuisine Lumps. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, cool. Guess what I'm here for? I'm here to watch these four idiots fuck that up. I'm not here to listen to you talk about this thing nope. that I don't care about. And so that's basically my problem with everybody. I'm, I'm mostly just pressing fast forward to watch them cook and fast forwarding through that obvious commercial break where they, oh, who's getting chopped? They don't chop them. And then it comes back and they're like, oh, 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 who's getting yeah. chopped? And then they pull the basket. I, I skip all 30 seconds of that. And I just want to give I, a I probably watch like 10 minutes of chopped for a 30 minute episode. Quick shout out to John for purchasing Hulu, no ads. So I can skip that shit too. God, it's yeah. so annoying. Like I, every, every time it's like, all right, I can go to the kitchen and do something because I know like they're not actually going to reveal who got chopped for another like minute and a half. So I can, now I can just watch it without the ads. So shout now, out to John. And, and I do like listening to the judges' critiques, and I mm. do like a little bit of Ted Allen, like I said. But like any well, interjection during, yeah, any interjection during the cooking and or the presentation by him, I'm like, shut the fuck up, like, be quiet. <laughs> And, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, so I've been watching a lot of Chopped, is what I was getting at. But I think I might have been fucking up your all's. Uh, that's why. I, that's that's. I might put you several episodes ahead. That's why I can't even like remember what seasons we have watched and what we haven't watched. So I, so I just made <laughs> my own profile on there. So I was like, because I was like, I was worried that I was fucking you up too. And I was like, oh, I we're all we're all chopped up here. This is. Fuck. But uh, so yeah, then as far as music goes, because I actually had time to really listen to some music. Um, I told you, I think, about all those, like, random playlists I found from her, about, like, New Wave Americana or mm-hmm. New Weird Americana or whatever. So I basically listened through all that, and then um, Spotify does the curated Fresh Find playlists, mm-hmm. the um, by-genre ones. And so I started pouring through, I mean, there's a bunch of fucking, like, way too many for me to go into, but, like, I think in total it made playlists of, like, 300 songs each for hip-hop, indie, and pop. Um... So I just started listening to some of those, and I pulled out some highlights. But there was um, one standout one I wanted to mention and suggest to you all, and it's um, this woman. Um, I don't really know what her real name is, but she goes by Y-A-S, but it's like JID, so J-I-D, but it's not like periods. It's just YAS or YAS, but it's all caps. So I'm like, I don't know which way she says it or what, but she's like a classically trained fucking violinist. And she does all the strings on, like, all these huge pop artists and rappers. So Selena Gomez, uh, I'm just like, this is now from her about page, but Selena Gomez, ASAP Rocky, Big Sean, 
Wu Tang Clan, Travis Barker, uh, Roddy Rich, Vic Mensa, BJ's a Chicago Kid. Uh, she's got credits on Kanye West albums, two of them, Miley Cyrus albums. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? And so she came out this year with like, again, I'm not sure what to call it because it, she had she gave it a title called Red, but it's two songs, and neither of them are called Red. So is it a single? Is it an EP? Is it? You know what it's like. Whatever it wants to be. Nowadays, yes, it is whatever it is. You can do whatever you want. Um, so I, I, I kind of like the music. I'm gonna go listen to more, but I only listened to the two songs that were from the little playlist, the Fresh Finds. Uh, but it's like kind of normal modern pop. So a little bit electric, um, but very much like almost in the vein of like Ariana Grande or like The Weeknd, where there's like heavy like R&B elements into it. Uh, and it's just pretty good music. Like I thought it was really really interesting and i just i blew my mind that she was not only involved with all these other people i had never heard of her but she's like a classically trained violinist and has been like doing symphony work since she was like 16 and i was like what crazy you know as one um, does yeah i mean naturally yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so i thought she was pretty cool um i figured you all could check her out and then fucking uh i wrote it down there's... so there's no problem with this <laughs> there is another one I wanted to mention. Oh, I listened to that Macy Gray album, yeah. uh, just because you had talked about it, and yeah. you were like, "Oh yeah, it's like so early two thousands, like R and B, like yeah, that's what it sounds like." And I was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah it's definitely that vibe." It hit me so hard in the face, I kind of stopped caring after like Caligula. <laughs> I tried. I was like track four, and I was like, "I'm good." <laughs> um, it, it wasn't bad. I just had heard you all the songs. That's, that's, that's all I here. felt. That is yeah. all I'm here. <laughs> um, and then there was one more, uh, just like random single. Was it this person? Oh yeah, yeah. There's this guy, Delhi. He was on the hip hop playlist. Um, I want to listen to more of his stuff. I I don't even know who he sounds like. He sounds like someone, um, almost like a clone of this person. And uh, he's got a song called Bubble Delhi. Coat. Yeah, Delhi, D E L L Y, like Nelly, but with an E. And then the song's called Bubble Coat. And if you listen to that song and you can tell me what artist he was just yeah. fucking mimicking, get back to me. But yeah. I like him. Uh, he sounds good. It's just it's modern rap. Um, and he sounds like an artist that's already out there. I don't know if it's Travis oh, Scott. I, I don't know really, who it is. There's, you know, so like, this, there's, a million <laughs> there's a million clones of the same people. Yeah, modern so, rap has just become such a huge thing that it's like, oh, it's modern rap. Well, that's the yeah. thing. I was listening through the fucking Fresh Chip Hop. And maybe four or five artists had a very unique sound. Nothing I'd heard of before. And then every other time I was like, hmm, who does this sound like? Okay, this is Travis Scott. Hmm, okay, this guy's going for like the J. Cole thing. Okay, this guy's going for the Kendrick thing. Okay, this guy's going for like the hitting the ball slob on my knob voice. Okay, like, <laughs> I was just like, there's like almost no fucking innovation. And then they threw on people that I already hated. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But Which, most, I think all the artists are independent artists from all mm -hmm. of those uh, fresh finds. So Which, they never do people who are signed. Which song did you say you listened to by Delhi? Uh, the Bubble Coat. Bubble Coat, okay. I'm just adding it to my list. Um, actually, and this guy, I know a song of him, but he was on it too, and I want to mention him because I think he's actually really, really good. And I'm going to mispronounce his name um, for sure. But Tunji Ig, Tunji I, T U N J I space I G E, 
and he was born Alatunji Aigi, and just shortened it to Tunji Aig or Tunji Ige. I'm not Sounds sure. like a SoundCloud artist that I listened to or something. <laughs> so he had a song a while back that uh, I probably suggest to you, like in 2016. It was off like a little small album, like seven song, um, called On My Grind. And I remember when. Uh, yeah, on my grind. Yeah, that's a SoundCloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, when Hunter, I had convinced him to start liking Rhetoric. Rhetoric used that to intro all his YouTube videos, and Rhetoric was Logic's old DJ. Might still be his DJ. I don't know. I don't keep up with either of them anymore. But all his YouTube videos used to start with "On my grind." Oh, it's Ege, uh, apparently from Hunter. Uh, but he had a song that he just released called "Black Bruce Wayne." Um, and again, he's like. A, I think he's a really talented artist with a unique voice, so I thought that song was pretty good, too. It's totally not Jaden Smith sounding for track title. <laughs> I mean, it is, but also... <clears throat> Joker up to something, you know? Right. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I... Pretty much it. Cool. Did, I think. Uh, we all good? No, no remembrances or mm. interjections here? I don't think so. All right, well, next up we got the uh, 2004 comedy, question mark, uh, Euro Trip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a sexual assault movie or if it was yeah. uh, how many offensive words can we throw out or <laughs> fucking how many how tropes can we fit into one. A movie? Yeah, uh, and also one of my favorite albums of all time, J.S. Sondara's uh, Tales of America from 2019. Uh, it's sure. just Sondara now. They used to get it right. His name is J.S. Ondara, so... Mm -mm. I mean, it is, though. <laughs> His artist name might be Ondara, but I'm not gonna fucking change it. I'm stuck in my ways and I'll never change, because I'm a <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, any preference on which one? We'll probably talk more about the album, so let's save that. The hater love first. <laughs> I feel like we'll talk less about the album. Really? I could be wrong. Okay, let's I talk. About it. You know, I th I think I think I think we normally okay. Let's do movie last because I think we normally for the past few weeks have been doing album last. We'll do movie last. Okay. Um. So. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Uh. Anyone <laughs> want to kick off? How about Noah? We'll do Noah. Uh. Oh, I wanted to do the movie, bit, so. I'll do the album though. Totally. 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 Yeah. Well, right. get mentally ready because you're you're starting. <laughs> And it's the album. Yeah, uh, okay, so I'm not a big folk music dude. I just want to preface that, uh, get that out of the way. But I did enjoy this album a shit ton. Um, there, it did kind of lull a bit at the beginning. I thought the first couple tracks, I was like, well, you know, this isn't my type of music. But then it got to Days of Infinity and uh, Turkish Bandana and Lebanon, and then it just started killing it every like every track all the way down um very very soulful almost willie nelson classic country vibes i was getting um even dolly parton some of her older albums i'm not sure which because i tried to look up which one and she has a billion albums <laughs> <laughs> do not look up her discography there are okay. too many too many she has been putting out an album every two years for the last 50 years i swear uh, you can look it up. Uh, yeah, I tried to find about what album, but yeah, he's definitely got that almost an old country vibe, very heartfelt. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
intimate, I guess intimate. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I feel like the type of folk he wanted to write because of the person I told you that he wanted to fucking imitate, basically, and who he was most inspired by when he was like deciding he wanted to move to America and do music. Uh, it's just like poetic, intimate folk. Like when you think folk, you think it's like a songwriter who uses music as his, or a you know a poet who uses songwriting and music as a vehicle to deliver that poetry. And it doesn't have to be the most complex or intricate thing. It's mostly about, you know, they usually have like a unique voice or a sound to them, and it's pretty minimalist and stripped back. And then it's all about like what they're saying or how they're saying it. Um, and yeah, he I mean he does all the things perfect. Like yeah, uh, I, I've I got really, no complaints, uh, no negatives. Yeah, <laughs> like it's I, just I enjoyed good. that this album wasn't overproduced. Uh, there's there's one song where he did the uh, the empty room acoustic sound that I didn't really love. I didn't write it down. Uh, I didn't love why they did that. I don't really get why they did, but it was whatever. It wasn't really a big complaint. I really enjoyed um, how familiar it sounded. I there's a, there's a very thin line between familiar and generic. Yeah. You know, and this was definitely on the familiar side, as if I'd heard these songs a thousand times before, but In it wasn't. Oh, I'm tired of these songs I've heard a thousand times before. You know right. it borrowed elements from you know classic songs throughout the ages whether it be country or pop or just indie um yeah i don't, I don't really have anything bad about it um well i i think and this is a more generic really point and less about the album but for me i think that that experience of like when it leans more towards generic than it does uh familiar is based on the genre that it's in and most of the time it's genres that are really tiring to listen to so it's usually pop music is like first and foremost because most pop music just sounds like fucking pop music but like you can do it with more like extreme or like unique genres like dubstep like i remember when i was like really into dubstep and then i remember like when dubstep all the same big artists or even the small artists that i liked started to sound the exact fucking same because there's such little variation to what you can do and like you're so focused in on when the beat's gonna drop and then they're like we'll just never drop the beat <laughs> we'll just keep going up and then the song ends and you're like <coughs> i've never been fucking teased it's called evolving okay yeah and so right yeah well that's the whole thing is that they can't evolve because it's a fucking, <laughs> it's too unique of a thing so that's when it leans more on the generic side for me it's like when the genre is incapable of innovation Whereas folk uh, music, it's one that doesn't really get tired because most people don't listen to folk music all day long, all the time. So things don't. Yeah, it's harder true. to sound generic. It's more easy to sound familiar because all the ones that you do listen to are good and you don't mind. Uh, I want. I want to say before anything or whatever, Turkish Bandana. That song is just. I think that's the song I'm thinking of, where it's just acapella. Mm -hmm. yep. That song is just fantastic. Ten out of ten makes up for any complaints I had or whatever. To the point that it's I'm not I don't even have complaints anymore. You know, it's like, well whatever. You know, that was worth it. Just for that. That's so interesting. I I, I don't wanna make like not talk at all because we keep fucking just me and you going back and forth, but like it's funny that you say that because I don't really like that song's fine to me. See, it's honestly like on it. like the bottom tier of that for me. And only because that's the song I thought sounded most empty room bounce off the walls acoustic reverberating back into my face like oh, we'll see there i thought there was a point for it but whatever yeah well and that, so that sound kind of just irritated me like, i was just like 
I like your voice. You've got a great voice. It's really interesting and unique, and I know that it's your voice. But the song needed something for me. It sounded empty, and so I was like, eh, it's fine. But See, the biggest I mean, kudos to you. Is... I'm, I'm happy yeah. you like it. <laughs> the cool. biggest part for me is that the song was just that, you know? There's nothing There's nothing else. Literally nothing else. Yeah, Faith carried the whole thing, just him. Yeah. Just And so just that, him. I don't know, it shows a cool diversity. So it's not just, oh, here's a guitar. Let's go, you know? Yeah. Uh, even though in the first couple songs he does add some strings to it, mm -hmm. so that you know. Yeah, I don't have anything negative to really say. The only thing on the topic of where on the line between like familiar and generic is it. I'm more like this sounded generic to me, like but like if here's the line, it's like right here. I said it's a thin line. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think it's on the generic side, and you know, John made a point of like. Most people don't listen to folk music every. I mean, this is the stuff I listen to every that day. Yeah, see, that so that's why it. I think okay. that it's a little generic. I was hoping to like when I was listening to this album, um, and I could, and I can, and I will listen to this album again. Um, so it's definitely got points because you know I liked it enough to listen to it again. But when I was listening, I was like, "Here's a really good song," and then it kind of like you know, Noah, you said it kind of lulled a little bit. I agree. It's yeah. like there are a couple songs where it's like, okay, like <laughs> when is this gonna like do something else and then another really good song happened and it was like i was kind of just bored for a little bit of it none of it was bad it was just kind of like i you know like i've heard it it's a little generic to me um but yeah i mean like it's i really like his voice um i'm interested in listening to his other stuff too like i definitely will check anything and i don't know why out. his total just uh I don't know the adjective for this, but the, his dialectual dialect, just the way he pronounces some syllables, just mm -hmm. a little different, added to it somehow. I'm not sure why. I can't really explain that. Because well, he's, he's, I mean, because he's got like a Kenyan accent. Right, 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 so. right. But it just, it just added to, I guess, the authenticity. I guess if I wanted to pinpoint why it made it somewhat better, some of his songs, just or at least his lyricism a little better. Mm-hmm felt more real you know instead of because there's this thing where it seems all british singers or everything they all sing in an american accent or right. i don't know i don't know how the work how that works or the science behind that but that's what it right. seems like so this is nice where this is clearly not an american accent or just a straight american accent right so it's really good at uh, a different side of indie folk country well that's that's one of my things i like about the album too is Again, most folk music, I think, like, I, I, I don't listen to a ton of world music. I don't listen to a ton of artists that are oh, not domestic artists. Yeah. And so, I mean, I listen to a handful, but, like, even the one, like, most of them are just, like, in Spanish if it's going to be another country. And then, you know, sometimes it's British artists, which is just fucking America. Like, just give me a break. You know what I mean? Like, very little accents is what I'm trying to get at. And... I knew basically all his story before listening to the album, and I knew he who his inspirations were, and so it was like I was really interested to see what like a dude from Kenya had to do in like the classic American folk genre, you know, like even if he told me Willie Nelson was like his biggest inspiration, like you know, what does that sound like? like that just sounds yeah. cool to be like interesting and whatever, and so he recorded most of the album like in the first like six months he moved to America. So a lot of it is just like little stories or ideas that he had 
when he first moved, I think he was moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota, but it could have been Wisconsin, but it's somewhere up in that, you know, north central US. And uh yeah, he was just like, you know, didn't really have any friends, just kind of locked himself in a room and started writing and then would like go out and see people or do things and happened to just come across an idea in the same folk vibe. And I was like it's so interesting that it's like both his stories he kind of wanted to tell and probably had ideas for back before he moved because he moved here trying to get into the music industry so he knew he wanted to do this right but then it's also like an immigrant story and then it's also called tales of america and he also is writing in a traditional american style but he's definitively not american and so it's just super cool and interesting like all of that tied up into this imagination i'm like yes does it sound exactly how you would expect him to want it to sound sure does it sound cool because it is from him? Yes. And so I think I was fine with it, probably leaning more towards the generic because I do listen to more folk, but it's still awesome. Um, again, for all the reasons I mentioned, but I've, I've also still the opposite of Noah where I think the first five songs are my favorite. Yeah. And then six, I'm whatever about. I love seven. Seven's my favorite favorite. Which one's seven? Uh, Lebanon. Yes, Lebanon. Uh, yeah, that's Lebanon's amazing. And, and then, I really enjoy Master of Conan, and that's in the latter half. Or, yeah, latter I, half. I have that one liked because it's the only one out of 8 through 11 that I give re-listens to. So I hadn't re-listened to 8, 10, or 11 uh, since I listened to the album the first time. Because I was like, these are fine, mm-hmm. but the first Whoa. five songs and number seven were enough for me to go like this is like one of my favorite albums of all time like they, those songs could have been him just like screeching at this highest fucking voice and I wouldn't care well yeah. you're completely wrong okay and I'm right so <laughs> I, I, I agree Torch Song and Saying Goodbye are probably my two favorite on the album and Lebanon is probably number three um, but I hated American Dream like the first like after hearing the first song I was like I'm really not gonna like this album and then thankfully two and three followed that and I was like okay I'm probably gonna like this album because American Dream to me sounded the most like Dylan-ish, Dylan-like, you know, I, I and he and his biggest Dylan ins- vibe is, and his is inspiration is Dylan. I, I I know you said that, but that wasn't the one that you know. I can see it obviously, but of all the artists, Dylan's probably the one that I would have put as the most similar. But whatever. I mean, I wouldn't say most similar, but I would say that's the most he was trying to emulate. It sure. doesn't mean he got there. Which I'm not a huge Dylan fan. Uh, there's like, you know, he, <laughs> Dylan, like Dolly Parton, has like too much things. music. Let's just <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, it's a great album. Highly great recommend. Album, great out of 10. I'll say like... Uh, pretty, pretty damn good out of 10. Eight and a half out of 10. I'll say, I, I would give it a 9 to a 9.5, depending on my mood. So eight, I'll go with a 9. I'll go with a 9. Cool. Um, so... <laughs> Now the Let's movie that gets the movie. ten minus that number. <laughs> uh, Bro, you got you have to text your friend after this. I, she... I texted her right after I watched it, and I was like, "You were the one who recommended this, right?" And she was like, "Yeah, uh, I, I hadn't actually ever watched it, and my boyfriend recommended it to me about a month ago." And he's like, "How have you never seen Break this?" Up with oh her my boyfriend, God. No, and and she was like, "Oh my gosh, it was so funny. I thought you guys would love it." Did it's you love not. It? No, I said, God, I hate. I said, love it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. <laughs> it was just, oh my goodness, man. I don't, I don't even know where to, I don't even want to start. I don't know you go, to start, go ahead, yeah. Noah. You got uh, it. You got okay, it. Take um, it away. 
the rate at which I could talk about the my negative feelings and how many aspects of this movie I hate <laughs> is amazing. It's all it's almost insane how many things this movie did that or did wrong. Like I I, I texted John and I said uh, Gummo is now not the worst movie ever. No way. Uh, no a, way. <laughs> that is so Gummo. wrong. I agree. Your trip has won that. Um, this I is would... the movie. No. no, this is the movie that. No, no this is the movie that uh, a congressman <laughs> would bring to say, "Hey, we need outlaw movies." Okay. Yep. We need no way, no man. Comedy, it's not no that movie. bad. <laughs> I would rather watch Euro Trips. I would rather watch Euro Trip a hundred times in a row than watch Gummo one more time. <laughs> No, at least Gummo tried to do things and felt like there no. was there was um, a point and there I mean, was an atmosphere. Let me let me be clear. Um, Eurotrip, in my opinion, way worse movie. Which one could I tolerate to be the only movie I ever watched for the rest of my life? Also, Eurotrip. Euro Gummo Trip doesn't have rewatchability at all. No. Gummo is just bad, and it's tr again trying to be cerebral and artsy and weird. This is just. A shit movie this because so... of the time it was made. <laughs> if this movie came out in 1974, 40, 30 years before it came out, exactly. I still think some of the jokes would be dated. I truly sure. believe some of those jokes would still not fly over well. Um, and like, like I get. I don't, I don't even know is... where to start in this specific movie. I'm just talking about my opinion. Yeah, just as a general. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, my, my biggest thing. So like these types of movies, the fucking. Whatever the American Pie esque. I think they literally call it like teenage sex. Yeah, they started all this. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that's what these are, right? Like, it's like the same producers and yeah. everything. They just keep Van coming Wilder, out with shitty yeah. college. Yeah, <clears throat> Sam Wilder. Those are all the same. Okay, I'm glad we're all on the same page. So mm -hmm. yeah, these, <laughs> these movies and this one in particular, I think this one's coming, like right at that peak or like just towards the you know downfall. I'm not sure which where it I is in that interval but it's still in a high point. Point. it's a yeah. little still of a high point maybe not the highest peak but right. you can get away with pumping out a movie as quick as possible that hits all your little check boxes of college age does it show boobs is it you know gonna make college kids laugh basically is like what the fruit point of it all is and then can you sell tickets and you throw in a budget like this movie had a 25 million dollar budget 25 million dollars yeah and and, I, and I looked at that number and I was like, oh my god, cost eight million. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, what did all the money in this movie go to? It went to paying literally every producer back like tenfold for the 20 other movies they had signed on before this, and it went to like pay Fred Armisen for putting his face on this film. <laughs> like those are the only two things I can think of because they had like the worst CGI I've ever seen for when they landed in London. And they clearly were just standing on some ground that had a ledge, and then everything was green screen after that. Yeah. And you were like, why is this green? Like, just don't put the fucking Big Ben. You don't have to prove to me that they're in London by putting the Big Ben in there. And then the Manchester United Football Club was in London, and I was like, Manchester United's in Manchester. No, they're in London. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we just go in to take a trip to France because we're playing a fucking away game. And I'm like, those are only Champions League games that they would do that in. But you can't say Champions League because you don't have the rights. And I'm like, why don't you have the rights? You paid 25 fucking million dollars. I was like, I was just baffled by every decision. No, I, I think I can clear it up, John. I can explain it all. Tax write-off. 
Yeah, this is just the state gave them some money. They can just yeah, boom, bada bing, off our company taxes. Here's proof so, that a movie was made. There so you go. My, my, my one, my one positive almost became a negative during the movie. There's a positive. Where was yeah, that? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure, there's a positive. There's literally oh, a singular okay. positive, and it's the music to this movie. They got a lot of decent little fucking. I don't know if it's right necessarily or just, you know, I happen to like early 2000s pop, punk, and punk, and alt, so that was the whole soundtrack, and they wrote Scotty Doesn't Know for this movie, and I fucking love that song, and those are the only things that are good about the movie, and they almost ruined Scotty Doesn't Know, because they played it in four different genres, four times in the fucking movie. That's so funny. (laughs) And I, I didn't, I was like, why, like, it just doesn't even make sense, like, no one in fucking made-up country Eastern Europe is going to listen to a random high school band. This is early internet. They're sending emails. The little cringe brother who was like, <laughs> dork. And I was oh, like, this oh, kid oh. knows how hammed in his acting is. Have this to. kid gets beaten up at school for fucking <laughs> being in theater. <laughs> like, that's exactly what I thought. You know, I, 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 had, I had two positives for this movie. Uh, one was Vinny Jones, the guy who plays the head of the Manchester Club, just because mm. I've seen Vinny Jones and things. Yeah. And, and know, he plays that nice. character. Yeah. Yeah, always nice, always nice. And then the second positive was Effective Brain Cell Killer, um, because <laughs> I bet 20 minutes in, I was already dropping IQ points, man. I, I, like, I really don't know where to start, whether it be... The stupid fucking plot, the dated uh, intro credits. All they could have the... just made another email. Nope. <laughs> nope. Like he's nope. a young kid when the email nope. is like. Pop. Bro, his girlfriend just broke up with him because he was too predictable. He was trying to be a little unpredictable. Making the predictable thing would have been no. That would have been the predictable thing. No. Um, How did he even? He said he had to work all summer with his dad. So assumingly. He didn't have a job or money. How the fuck did they just like? On no, the he he didn't. No, no, he didn't. He didn't have to work for money, dude. Did you see their house? Did they were loaded? Yeah. That's he he said he was working an internship for med school applications. Apps. Yeah. Technology aside, technology aside, how did he fall in love with the man he was emailing? What? He thought. Miko was Mike and said oh she told me I could be the one and he also reciprocates those feelings but they hadn't emailed since she revealed you like, well he just he just because they were pen pals and they had a lot in common right. and it was it was like one of those yeah it was one of those situations where like I'm not saying it's smart or good writing or makes sense even I'm, I'm just, just well, it's just it's just one of those situations where it's like man if only you were a girl I would so date you and then it just he just happened to and then Mike just happened to be Mika one of those classic situations dude you know what the best friend sort of tried to act he tried to act I think I really think he My tried his character was such a fucking beat up, so used, milked trope that. Yeah, but uh, he got to see boobies because he tricked a woman into thinking there was something on her boob. 
So that was hilarious. I laughed so much at that. Yeah, part. that was that was a. Yeah, and then he got caught. So so, when they show up at the party and yeah. they keep making that joke about their friend who's a twin and you know, you're a dude. He's not attractive, yeah. even though she's yeah. attractive. Like, yeah, the most attractive actress in the whole movie, maybe yeah. maybe second most. Uh, that right when she arrives and he's like, dude, there's at least like. 30 drunk chicks we need to take advantage of tonight and like that's the quote cool. <laughs> and you're like he doesn't say take advantage of i i'm not oh. excusing the line but he's like we need to have sex with all of them he didn't say like we need to take advantage of these drunk girls it was like let's get drunk <laughs> okay, and let's yeah, have sex with everyone here advantage. we're just gonna have sex with drunk women while we're sober okay that's not they were drinking too <laughs> No, he he never implied that like we're sober, we're gonna have sex with all these drunk women. It was let's get hammered. The implication, the implication is that no, he's. I think you're wrong with this. That drunk girls are easy, and that he wants to have sex with them because they are. I'm not excusing the line. It's a bad line, <laughs> but the line wasn't let's take it advantage is, of these women. Get laid when they are drunk because they can't consent. <laughs> is the implication? No. That's not the implication. Uh, it, the whole right, movie was we... rapey as fuck. How about the it's... Italian guy on the train? Yeah, well, hold on. Can we... Can we... I want to talk about uh, the awful transitions and the transitioning uh, slideshows. So I thought um, Microsoft PowerPoint, you know, 2000s PowerPoint yeah. slideshow transitions were actually fine for the movie for me. Not good. I thought it was until they used it four or five times. Yeah, so that's exactly my problem. For each country, they didn't do anything unique or cool. They yeah. kind of did, like, one little lame thing. And then they decided to continue to use egregious fucking uh, CGI to show you that they were in the place. I'm like, you keep the PowerPoint presentation, you make it unique to each place, and I know they went to that place, and I remember from the slideshow. But now you're doing the slideshow and shitty Sistine Chapel and shitty fucking London. Like, I don't care. Shitty Germany and shitty made up Eastern European countries. Like, I really like the uh, the homophobia and the very casual, so casually retard and yeah, yeah, like so casual of using things and saying things are gay and it's so so. Nice I mean, there, there was just there was straight up uh, <laughs> two thousand four. I don't I don't know what the term is because it's not really racism, but it is. When you're like, it's like, it's something about ethnicity, but like, you're discriminate against people just from where they're from. So like, he, you fucking eye toys, and then he's just like using yeah. like slurs against yeah. the Italians, and then the dude's like, I'm not even Italian, I'm fucking uh, whatever, the Swiss Guard, Swiss, and he's like, I don't give a shit, I hate you too, and you're just like, it's not even funny. Yeah. Were there are there awesome Eastern Europe? That was super tasteful. That was That's so the whole, That was my biggest problem. Yeah. That was my biggest problem. Um, Early 2000s, America's the how best. How about the Hitler kid? How about the Hitler jokes? That was, <laughs> that was stupid was as really fuck. That was not low-bearing fruit at all. Like, uh, low-hanging fruit. Uh, that was bad. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> low-bearing. Um, <laughs> whatever. I, man, I don't... This movie didn't make me laugh. I there's not I couldn't call this a comedy, just because this feels so lazy, so fucking lazy. The robot fight. I thought I was gonna turn off the movie. 
I thought I was just gonna be like, sorry guys, I'm not finishing this. This isn't worth it. That robot performer fight. Yeah. Oh, and then oh, God. You know what's I really like the robot performer fight. And then at the end where there's that other robot, how his friend gets in the fight instead of Yeah, him. his friend was just beating As him up. Like, doesn't even make sense. There was no continuity. That didn't make yeah. sense. No, but... So um. even if you take the tasteless, fucking lazy-ass jokes, they still don't make sense. So good yeah, work, guys. I was, well, I was going to say Bratislava. Bratislava is where they went. And I mm. thought they were saying, like, Bratislava or something and not Bratislava. I thought they were making up a fake country. They were naming the capital of a real country, Slovakia. Oh, oh. And so all they did was shit on a real country, which is yeah. now even worse to me. Yep. So, so. fuck Slovakia, right? And Italians, also, and British also, people, and... Also nude, the nude beach joke, like... Oh, yeah, old man meter. Yeah, brother and sister kissing. This movie Absent. is worse. Absent. This is... Domo had a, a point five for me. This movie's a zero. This is the scale. Yeah, this is this is. I can now better triage where the things go because I know yeah. what zero is. I know the what Bad the worst, worst movie critics, I've ever seen. Bad Friends' worst critic scale for me has now become Euro Trip to Gross Point Blank. I think <laughs> that's like, <laughs> or or maybe her. You know, one of those. And then this is at the bottom. Yeah, I guess, I guess comedy, it would be gross point blank at the top. And like oh, drama. and the Pope jokes? Papacy jokes, all that shit? What was that? What? what? Catholic humor, dude. Classic Catholic 2004? humor. 2004? Was this real? I mean, <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, when did the they Pope thought just die? When did John Paul die? I just don't know when they thought that humor would uh John Paul II died in 2005? Yeah, I don't know. It's so ill-placed it. and <clears throat> They're nothing. in Rome. What do college kids know about Rome? It's where the Pope lives. How can we make the Pope funny? We'll play football in his office. Then we'll burn his little hat. And we won't know the name of the hat. Oh, so, you know what? so, uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, you know what? Even if you're discounting all of my hate and even the camera shots of looking up a woman's leg, which was really weird. That was um, weird. They were doing like the fast yeah, panning, even, and even then, if, yeah. Even if you ignore that, uh, just fucking skeevy direction. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever gonna say that ever again. That that um, the that the Rastas would have the weed brownies, and then of course didn't. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, I will say Jeffrey Tambor, the dad, when they asked where the little brother was, and he said, "Fuck if I know," I almost laughed. I was I was so close. When he's reading the newspaper and she's like, oh, where's Jeffrey? And she goes, fuck if I know. That was the closest. That was it. That was the one positive I can give you about this movie. It's, I mean, it's... Nope. Maybe maybe it's because my dad owns all these movies on DVD. And I grew up watching shit like this. I mean, it is literally my dad's sense of humor. I would say if you are in the mood to watch a movie like this, just watch American Pie. American Pie is like probably the only one that did it right. Um, watch Swingers or something. Go watch a real comedy. Go watch. Oh, I just don't think that American Pie was really that offensive. Kevin Kumar, it's the same type of humor. Well, yeah. But like American Pie did it. I think I don't even want to say tastefully because it's not tasteful. But it's like they did. They did it without the offensive shit. Like I don't think they said any words that they shouldn't have said. They okay didn't imply that they were going to take advantage. Like 
you know, uh, I would say if you if you feel like watching a movie like this, probably just watch American Pie or yeah, Harold and Kumar. Uh, you'll get the same payoff. Uh, see, see, my children are, are my your dad. My children will never know this movie exists. Yeah, like, yeah, so my dad. I, I thought about this too. So I was thinking, like, ticket sale perspective. Yeah. There was, you know, it, it was a pretty hypersexual movie. Came uh, out most in most thing, yeah, they did. Hmm. I'm just saying, oh, okay. yeah. I was just getting at because it so budget was 25 mil, it box office 20 mil. That's the stinker right there. Well, but DVDs probably made up for most of it because DVDs you were thinking double your money to break even. So I'm just the only thing I'm trying to get at is that it's so strange that they decided to have like I I assume this was rated R. They had fuck yeah. and they had multiple pairs of boobs. Like, there's only so many of those things you can get away with in a. I bet you it had an unrated DVD version. Right. Well, and there mm. you are with deleted scenes, etc. And I'm like, for a movie that literally hangs dong, and multiple. It's yeah. strange that they wouldn't have like had, because, no offense, but like, it's probably ninety ten, male to female ratio in theaters, if not that. For this type of movie, maybe mm. worse, because I don't want to say that you know no women like like this humor, but most women I know don't really enjoy that type of humor, and so it's like, why wouldn't they just go full cater to dudes, you know, or at least like, you know, too much cocaine, John. Like, too like much it's cocaine just, to be <clears throat> it was just like yeah, I was just so bad, like just so confused by some of the choices. Like I just well, don't I think assume... it's. The I worst the movie. Shots. I assume all the dick shots were in the unrated version, so that probably helps. Um, right, I, but like, I don't know. they could have just gone to like the regular female nudity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could have made I'm a sure, scene. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. I'm sure like a bunch of fucking horny seventeen year old boys would have gone to the theater just to yeah, see that. <laughs> Two thousand four <laughs> internet porn hasn't fully developed and kicked in greatly. Like, they they didn't realize it. You know, they didn't realize the gold they had in their hands. What's to like about this movie, Lane? Like, what is, I, what dude, is, it's just stupid. It's just a stupid just fucking. Tell me jokes that you laughed at. Dude, I <laughs> swear to God. Now, now it's jokes were. Now it's gonna be to piss you guys off a little bit, but I swear to God, I'm gonna look yeah. for any instance to say this isn't where I parked my car. Like, I want to be saying that so much. The thing that the his friend says yeah, all the no, time. I know yeah. What? yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna be saying it. Um. <laughs> I heard. Dude, I don't know. Like, like I'm it's laughing, I'm laughing more now making fun of the movie than the movie ever brought me. So, I don't understand. Well, that's why I'm like I, this I movie's rewatchable as fuck because I could pick it apart any day of the week. Like I, I wouldn't watch it all the time. Yeah, but I'm just like Yes, that was a bit that they did. I never found the bit funny once. Because like the whole thing was how tropey can we make each character? And For the sure. kind of dumb you know, cool but not actually cool friend just has like sayings. And now one of them is going to be a saying that people say all the time when they, you know, people say all the time because no one actually says shit like that. But people on TVs and like, it's like a Disney Channel thing, I feel like. Mm. Like that is something like Hannah Montana's brother would say to like get out of an awkward situation. And yeah. I'm like, why? <laughs> Classic yeah. Jackson. Classic. <laughs> Jackson. I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, why? Like, is that actually fun? Like, you thought those were, like, you laughed out nah. loud? Okay. 
I kind of, I kind of want to reframe this whole my whole argument. Anchorman one came out the same year. I, I think that reframes my argument pretty well. Is that there's a stupid fucking comedy that tries nothing else to be other Which than is also irreverent. Comedy, and I it's don't hilarious. mind irreverent humor. But then you have this. Yeah, but irreverent humor and bad taste is. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to like argue that this this movie is one better than any other movie. Like I would pick this over another movie other than Gummo because I'm saying that this is definitively not the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. This is I, the worst movie I've seen on this podcast, period. <laughs> but but it's not I the worst movie you've ever seen time. in your life. Gummo by I far. Like I, I would rather the worst movie I've ever seen in my I life. would rather like I, I don't know, like inflict physical pain on myself than watch Gummo again. If well, someone were like Gummo seems like it took effort though, you know? I'm no, because I can watch an hour and a half of shitty college humor and just be done. And then Gummo I have to like I don't know, like, watch right, it's just cringe the whole time. I can appreciate from a stupid avant-garde perspective. Nah. This, there's no perspective. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend the movie because it's, it's a bad movie. It is a bad movie. Um, and I would, you know, any other comedy movie would I would watch over this. Like I said, like any of the, like, yeah. road, two, even road trip, like in Hangover the same three. in in the same vein three as this movie, like Road Trip. American Pie would rather watch over this, but yeah, definitely like I would pick any other. But if it were like, I don't know, man, it's definitively not the worst movie, and I think you guys are being dramatic by saying it's the worst movie you've ever seen. I think you're being dramatic. It's like not only is it offensive for not being funny, it's literally offensive. (laughs) Right. It's not. It's not this whole. This movie should have started a war, and we're thankful that it didn't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it should have. America went too far. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather. I don't. I you know. I don't know if there's any more I can say. Wait, this so is no, a cringe the, out of ten. What do you think the worst movie you've ever seen is? I don't know, but I was just giving it the benefit of the doubt. Okay, <laughs> so down there. Okay, so added with your top fifty list that we're zero. that we're waiting for. We're still waiting for your top fifty list. You have to also give us your bottom 10 uh transformers 5 this movie gummo no uh green inferno gummo's not even your top uh, 10 worst movies no because no <laughs> uh gummo's that's so really insane bad, no, that's, that's so bad. insane uh green inferno eli roth movie there's probably more i just have to say See, that's my thing. a lot of movies you know Gummo's a bad movie, but it has redeeming qualities you because it's an actual something. movie. This was like all the college humor videos got fucking mashed into one thing, and they were like, how do we make this a plot? We're going to have a kid travel to all these different countries. Okay, cool. And like none of the college humor videos that they chose to edit into this movie were funny. That's how it feels. And that's all I'm like. There's nothing to talk about it because nothing's redeeming except for Scotty doesn't know, which they tried to ruin with Matt Damon out of sync, out of time, lip syncing. I don't understand Matt Damon's point that almost yeah, made a word. Yeah, and putting him in there at all, period. Yeah, and I don't care for that song, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I. Literally no <laughs> redeeming qualities to this movie. It's a nope out of ten, cringe out of ten, whatever you want. I, I I'm, I'm giving it the actual zero. I'll give, it a, I'll give it a one out of ten. 
the okay. movie I would be <laughs> least likely to recommend any human being on Earth. Actually, that's not true. The movie I would most recommend my worst enemies out of ten. <laughs> for now, for now, okay. we'll we'll get to something worse, I'm sure. All right. Uh, wait, 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 John. Wait, wait, uh, John, can you can you can you text your friend Nicole and ask her for her other list of classics? Because yeah, uh, exactly. I'm really, I'm really curious what she well, considers she, she never to be. Called it a classic. Uh, she she did on the DM. Yeah, did you? Do you have the Instagram logged in? Because she, oh, that's. She, she DM'd yeah, she DM'd our Instagram. our Instagram. That's how I added Let's it. Give me another recommended then. Oh no no no! Because I have my new phone. I don't have that Insta. She said. Uh, she said, "Can I submit a video?" And I said, "Yes, please." And she said, "You're a trip movie from 2004. It's wonderful, comma classic. It's a wonderful, comma classic film." <laughs> classic wow. film. That was the word. So we need to we need to get her uh, her list of what she considers wonderful classic films. Uh, John, did you decide the suggestions for this week? Oh shoot, it's me. Uh, no, I didn't. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, Jesus, let me just consult the geniuses. Do- you trying to be a doctor? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> What's more important, John? Okay. Yeah, definitely this for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um. What do we got to pick out of here? Um, I'm kind of in the mood for a good like crime movie, so I'm gonna say Eastern Promises for the movie. Oh hell yeah, Cronenberg! All right, I got it. I got it. This the is 2020 every month. 2020 unheard album that you all are going to hate, oh, and it might it. go on our worst yeah. album records. Oh hell yeah! Uh, by the Fall of Troy. Oh, okay. uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Muckelt Earth, Mukelter, Mukelter. Okay, that's our album. M U K I L T E. Buy the whole truly. Yeah. The people who did the FCPR remix from Guitar Hero 1 or 2. You would know it. Yeah, I know it. Basically. Because uh, the real song that they, before they did the remix is whatever, a bunch of fucking letters. It's fuck condoms, premarital sex is, premarital sex is the shit. Get them pregnant, get them pregnant, get them pregnant. Is the movie so then... going to be Eastern Promises? Yeah, for sure. Eastern Promises. Okay. And Muckilt Earth. Muckilt Earth. McCulter. Okay, well, you heard them, folks. This has been Bad Friends Worst Critics. I'm Noah Davis, John Pena, and Lane Wellman. We'll see you next you, week. You're all of us? That's pretty cool. Yeah, with. I said with. <laughs> no, you just said I'm Noah Kramer, John okay. Pena, Lane <laughs> I don't know. All right, this we'll see good. you next week. We're out.